<laughs> this is gonna be my new intro from now on. I like it. <laughs> so Mrs. Doubtfire. Period <laughs> <laughs> <Mary and> Julia <laughs> Childs. <laughs> You're listening to Five Cats Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And we've got a great episode for you today. But first, we want to have a little celebratory dance. A little celebration dance off. We are now on Spotify. Yay. We are Spotify approved. So you can catch us on Spotify and iTunes. Or check us out on our website, which is 5c2p.com. It'd be super cool if you uh, did us a kindness and rated us and reviewed us so that other people can find us. Yeah, that would be awesome. You don't even have to listen to the episode. You can just write something nice. But of course, it'd be awesome if you did listen to the episode. We think we're pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Engineers dance, facial <laughs> comments are throwing me off. <laughs> I need to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> So last time that we recorded, we um, started talking a little bit about catnip. Yeah. So this is going to be a a cool episode where we we are definitely going to talk about catnip. Um, I am very excited. I have some catnip from my own garden that I grew from seed. Um, And we'll tell you all about catnip. We're also going to talk about our dreams. Uh, And I know that's one of those like don't tell people about your dreams on a first date kind of like nobody actually wants to hear about your dreams. But our dreams are better than average dreams, I guess. Uh, But we had mentioned several episodes ago about reoccurring dreams that we had. And we wanted to do a little bit of a follow up on that and talk about some of the really weird standout dreams that we've had, what they might mean. And we'd love to eventually hear about your dreams as well. If you have a a reoccurring dream or something shocking that's happened in your sleep, um, send us an email at 5c2ppod at gmail.com. We will read it and we will respond to you, maybe on the air. Probably on the air. So don't send it if you don't want us to talk about it. And lastly, this is a morning recording for us. You'll be listening to this whenever you'd like. But for today, for us, we've grabbed our cup of coffee. We're going to light our ritual candle and we're going to jump right in. This is the last day for the ritual candle. Uh, It's... Uh, the end of November when we're recording this, and um, this will be the last time we light this particular one. So start to finish our first six episodes with this beautiful candle from Beverly Bees in Massachusetts. It looks like it was really perfect timing for this candle, too, because it it's it's down pretty low, and it looks like today is probably, it'll, it'll probably burn out. All right. Uh, Our ritual candle is lit, and uh, before we jump into things, I do have one other piece of really happy good news that I'd love to share with all all of you. What you got? Last night, when I went to bed, Django was asleep on the bed. What? And... The piece of celebratory good news is that he didn't get up. <laughs> uh, I I tiptoed around the bed and he watched me the whole time, laid out on the, the foot of the bed. And then I climbed in on my side, laid real still, took a picture that I'll share with all of you on our Instagram. <laughs> uh, and he stayed there for a full seven, eight seconds before jumping down. Wow. We're making progress. He's getting there, man. <laughs> I like I walked within a couple of feet of him today and yes he looked at me in horror but 
he stayed there. He he might have also been stoned from some catnip. I think he was <laughs> definitely stoned. Yes. For uh, sure. I think that's a great little jump into our catnip uh, segment uh, in that catnip it doesn't actually get cats stoned. This is something new that I've learned. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, there is a drug in uh, the leaf, and I'm going to look it up real quick. Do, do, do. My super internet research. Okay. It is called, it is an oil in the plant called, bear with me here, nepotalactone. Nepotalactone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it stimulates uh, receptors, um, sense chemicals, so pheromones. Uh And it's a chemical reaction that gives cats sense of euphoria and overwhelming happiness. Okay. So so that's kind of high. I guess it's kind of a high. Yeah. I want to know if it makes me feel like that. (laughs) Well, I... I think we can figure that out. Yeah. Um, we discussed last time a little bit um, if you can smoke, you can it, smoke it, but, 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 and you said that we could, so we're totally going to. And you guys, I am super psyched because Ronnie rolled the catnip joint today. <laughs> <laughs> She's I getting did. really I'm good getting at better. it. I'm getting better. This is not a skill I learned in high school like everyone else, uh, but it is something that uh, I'm working on. Uh so we're going to we're going to light this catnip joint that I have. I think that that you should light it on the candle. Oh, okay. I could give that a try. Um, the flame's really going, so I'm going to try not to burn my eyebrows off. Yeah, that flame is really going. It's all over the place. Also, I feel like this is really great catnip. Not that I am. Well, a you grew it. Yeah, I grew it, but it's cat approved. Kenway, while I was rolling this, attacked my hand like full force claws after more or less punching me in the head with his foot. Yeah, uh, and he tried to steal the joint like a drug addict. <laughs> he did. So this is cat saliva infused <laughs> catnip. All right, I've uh, I've lit the catnip, and I'm going to take the inaugural puff, and it's kind of minty. Oh. And immediately Nimbus is like, hey, uh, and is hanging out next to me, sniffing the air. So I think this is going to be beneficial for us and the cats. We were wondering earlier if the the smoke from the catnip would do anything for them. I guess they don't really have a choice since they're sitting right here. So uh, this is a great time to remind folks that we are not doctors. Uh, We are not trained in herbal medicine. Uh, We do a little bit of research and we take the risk ourselves. So if you don't know where your herbs come from, probably don't smoke them. Uh, If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, don't smoke them. Generally smoking is not good for you. We're we're witchy dummies and we're going to do this and it's our choice. But bear in mind, we are not experts on this. Yeah, we just kind of do dumb things. <laughs> what do you think? It is on the minty side. I can't really tell if I'm feeling anything. I I yeah. feel like I may be feeling a little something. I don't know. Um, I definitely don't want to act like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that... What did you say the name of the oil is again? Oh, it? gosh. That does it for cats? Hold on. Nepotalactone. Nepotalactone. I don't think it does anything for the peoples. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't. I like smoking it. It tastes nice, uh, but I'm not getting any sort of like 
sensation from it. I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping we were going to get the like roll around on the floor, like yeah. kicking wildly in the air effect from yeah, this. smacking but... each other's heads. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't feel that way. Um, the good news is, though, that <laughs> there is uh, there are benefits to catnip. Well, we what are we what are we uh, what's benefiting us today? Well, um, I, I, that's a great question. Out of the <laughs> list of things here, I'm going to assume that it could help our indigestion. I'm not feeling particularly bloated or indigesty today, but <laughs> that it's, I guess I'm you, not either. Yeah, it it can help with indigestion. Usually made into a tea. Uh, it can slow breathing or breathing. No, bleeding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be really bad. <laughs> that could be really bad. <laughs> it can slow bleeding. If you like, if you cut yourself, chew it up and stick it on there, it'll clot the blood. Oh, well, uh, that's a, uh, that's beneficial. Hopefully, it, yeah. neither of us yeah, start that's, like, that's, spontaneously bleeding. <laughs> that's where I was like, you, you're not bleeding. I'm not bleeding. Maybe we're bloated. I don't know. Uh arthritis as well so uh -huh. you can uh make a tincture a tea oil and that sort of thing it's supposed to be good for arthritis and the last one which bleeds so nicely into the rest of our topic for today is it's a sleep aid oh that is the most common use of catnip for people and it's completely safe for people everything that i've read and i've done a fair amount on catnip um a fair amount of reading, and it is it is safe, and it is a sleep aid um, for people. It makes cats euphoric, as the two cats today are now much more active than they've ever been during our recording session. <laughs> Let me just help you down. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a sleep aid for people, and you can make it into a tea uh, and drink it before bed or smoke it before bed. Thank you. Puff, puff, pass. Always be polite. Always puff, puff, pass. Sometimes puff, 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 pass. It smokes really nice compared to the other things that we've tried. This is really smooth. It is very smooth. It's definitely not harsh on the lungs. It tastes nice. Um, I guess I like do feel a little weird, but it's not like the mugwort or the mullen where, you know, you take a couple of puffs off of it and you're like, whoa, I yeah. feel different. Yeah. And it doesn't have a harsh aftertaste like the sage mm -hmm. or the mullen. Like it doesn't, it's mildly minty, but just generally not there. It's kind of like the aftertaste of green tea, that like sort of tannic yeah. dry tongue. Yeah, you're totally right. It is. I hope it doesn't make us sleepy. Uh, well, we'll it's find like, out. It's morning. <laughs> I'm not ready to be sleepy. <laughs> uh, I also looked up because uh, I grew this from seed this year mm -hmm. with the intention of using it for like spellcraft or something cool like that. Uh, I'm going to keep elbowing this cat off my lap all episode. It's going to be great. Uh, and I learned that you can use catnip. Most, most often catnip is used in love spells, love magic. Okay. Of uh, different traditions and different sorts. Uh, it is, which kind of makes sense. Like it's used for love, beauty, desirability, and it makes sense in terms of like what it's used for cats, but like it's like yeah. it, it gives cats a sense of euphoria. It doesn't give people a sense of euphoria. So I'm not sure how like the catnip comes into play with that, but yeah, most often used for love magic. Um, you can hang it over the door 
to protect you from uh, bad or evil spirits uh, or general uh, invite general good luck. And uh, and then lastly, uh, oh, any spellcraft involving cats. I haven't oh, actually. Okay. So there's well, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of magics that involve cats, I guess. Um, and <laughs> this is, I I am thrilled about this episode because we have filled the well, not filled, but the room is smoky, and the cats uh, Kenway and Nimbus are very active and present during this episode. So this is a two cats, two pussies episode for sure. <laughs> Nimby is um is sniffing the wooden cat now. He's like in love, I think. <laughs> so hopefully we uh, sleep well tonight. Um, again, as a reminder, you know, make sure you know where your herbs come from. This one I grew myself. Um, you can also forage it here in the New England area and uh, other sort of colder, drier climates around the U.S. and Canada, North America. Uh, and if you are looking to harvest it, it is best harvested between July and October, which is awesome because I found that out after I cut mine in October. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so it, mine has been cut and dried, hanging upside down in my living room. Something I learned from my mom. Uh, but yeah, it's, that was quite nice. And I have a tiny little jar of it and I look forward to maybe smoking some more in the future. Feeling anxious and need some sweet dreams. Smoke a little catnip. And then I'll get no sleep because the cats will be up all night. Yeah, they're going to be <laughs> just destroying everything. Jumping on your face. Smacking your nose. <laughs> Punching me like in the head. now. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And in the meantime, we would love to hear about your catnip herb stories. Uh, catnip cat stories. Drop us a line at 5c2ppod at gmail.com. <laughs> So a couple episodes back, Lindsay, you mentioned a dream that you had, and we didn't really get the full story. And I wanted to hear a little bit more about that because I believe in like episode two or three, we said we were going to talk about our reoccurring dreams or dreams in general. And this is that episode. So yeah, well, I think in episode two, we, we said that we were going to talk about them when we got back from our break and then we just left everybody hanging. Yeah, <laughs> we were really good. <laughs> it was the mugwort, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mugwort <laughs> dreams. Mugwort dreams because it's the dream weed. Right. So yeah, I actually have a recurring dream um, that kind of came full circle after smoking the mugwort. Awesome. <laughs> that that I don't rem- like. I don't remember you telling me that. Yeah. This is all new, and that's go on. Yeah, dude, it was super weird. So I have this recurring dream where I'm um I'm like a teenage girl, kind of, or maybe maybe like preteen girl, and there's a father figure with me, and we we must live like I don't know, like countryside somewhere. Um, and it always felt like we had just bought this property and there was this big barn on the property and, um, there was a spotlight on the barn that never worked. 
we could never figure out why it worked. And and that's that's the recurring part of the dream. But after smoking the mugwort, um, I had that dream, but then it fast forwarded back a number of years and I was a teenage girl. Um, we were I was at this barn with a group of other teenagers, a, a few guys, a few gals. Um, and I remember being kind of into one of the guys that was there, but it was just like a flirty thing and we weren't, you know, an item or anything like that. Um, it was nighttime and there was a meteor shower that night. So one of the other guys in the group was like, we've got to kill this spotlight. Otherwise we're never going to see the meteors. And we were sitting on a bed on this like truck bed with like hay around it or something. And this guy climbs up into the barn and there's like a, like a hayloft, you know, like the hayloft with a yep. big window that kind of faces outward. And he's up there and he does something to the spotlight to unhook it, kills the light. So you had a prequel to your reoccurring dream. Yeah. After smoking the mugwort. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Which is something that has happened before in other dreams. So, okay. Uh, I have questions about the meteor dream first, and then I want to unpack that more. But the... So the barn was the same. People were the same. Like, did you still the have the father figure? The barn was the same. The people were different. different. Okay. Yeah. So I was two different girls oh. in each part of this dream. Weird. Yeah. Have you ever had anything like that happen? No. I've, I've, ha- I've had lucid dreams where I can control my dream, but that's totally different than what's happening here where you're like having a piece of a dream that belonged to another dream. Yeah. That's so weird. It's super weird. Your, your mind just decided to like unlock the answer for you. Yeah. Now, have you had the dream since? Have you dreamed about the meteor shower since? No, not since the mugwort. I'd be really curious to see if you have that dream. Again. I know. Maybe I should try smoking the mugwort again. Maybe. To see if it happens. Yeah. To see if... Uh... But it was super weird because, like, the unhooking of the spotlight happened, right, like you said, it it was a prequel to the recurring dream, and then the spotlight just never worked. That's that's amazing. I am thrilled and fascinated by this. (laughs) I'm curious, the initial dream, like, is this a, like, once or twice? Is this, like, a monthly? Like, how often did you have the initial? I would say over, probably over, like, three, four years, I've had it several times a year oh Oh, wow that's a lot like like maybe quarterly i I feel like that's a lot i get i don't really know but that seems really frequent yeah yeah it's weird and it's something that i i didn't like up until the mugwort i didn't really i never remembered having that dream but then the mugwort came and the mugwort dreams came and i remembered this dream is one that i have oh fairly often weird yeah so you weren't even conscious of the fact you were having this dream until you... No, only when I'm asleep do right. I like... Because it is, it is like fairly lucid, yeah. I guess. Um, I know that I'm dreaming, but I'm like present and I'm not necessarily trying to control the dream because I want to see how the story plays out. Right. Um, how does it usually play out? Like, what's the end? I, I don't know. There never oh. was an end to it before. It was just... There's still no end, I guess, technically, because yeah. now you have a beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it was just us trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with that spotlight. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you think it means anything? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about spotlight dreams. But it's not the only dreams dream that I've had where a barn has been in it. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. We can get into that. No, no, we can get into that now. You want to? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. I need to, I wrote it down. This happened probably like 15 years ago and it was another kind of like lucid dream where, um, part of the dream took place in a different time. Okay. And I was two different people. Weird. Yeah. I have to look at it. I'm jealous of your dreams. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Um, I sent an email to my mom when it happened. And uh, so that I would remember it because it was so bizarre. Super cool. Um, So I have it written down. So the first phase of the dream was like during a war. And the coloring was what really got me. Like the coloring was in like sepia. Ooh. So do you normally dream in color or? I usually do dream in color. Okay. This I think... is the only dream I've had that I can recall where the coloring was like oh, an awesome. old photograph. Cool. Yeah. I, I think most people dream in color and the rarity is actually black and white. Really? Yeah. That's my limited reading this week has shared that with me. Interesting. Yeah. This wasn't black and white. It was like brown. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It was super weird. Um, I was a young woman at the dock with a young man who I, he, he had to have been a soldier or something and, and everything was very emotional. We were saying goodbye. And I, I I remember him saying, I'll be back for you. And then, yeah, I know. Like so sweet. It makes you think of that like photo with the like Navy dude who just grabs the random gal and gives her a nice smooch which which is a little rapey yeah it's a little (laughs) rapey it totally is but it's a sweet photo um so then the dream fast forwards to what felt like a more present time um and i was a different girl living in a small country town um with the feeling like remember that movie pleasantville yes where everything is just kind of like weird and happy so it it felt like that um i had a younger brother and my my mother was there not my mother in real life but like a A, a mother figure yeah exactly and there was an elderly man living with us he felt like a grandfather okay um with that group of people there i i went out to a small barn that we had on the property um and my my little brother was there with me and we were looking through some boxes that had like a bunch of old photos and stuff um and i it in the dream i believed it to belong to the grandfather and i wrote down that i remembered like questioning what it was all for in my mind um you know like the history behind right. it and stuff like that um and i i felt confused but at the same time like i felt like i knew all of those answers anyway so my brother and i left the barn and we went back to the house and smoke filled the air as we entered the house and we saw these flames climbing up the walls um our mother found us and took us outside and we were wondering where the old man was so i ran back inside the house and I found him standing in the middle of the room with this expression on his face. It seemed both like sad and happy at the same time. And I, I, I said to him, I was like, we have to leave now. And he looked at me and he said, no. And I said, we have to go. Everything's burning. And he was like, somebody's waiting for me, was what he said. 
that's so cool i was waiting for you to say like no but i'll come back for you but <laughs> that's even better that's yeah, so he was, cool he was just like somebody's waiting for me that's so awesome i immediately um curious do you feel like at all these dreams are like you in different lives and different dimensions and potentially, di- like anything like that potentially you- um i i never looked like how i look sure. in these dreams um because i can kind of sometimes i'm like like i can't see myself in them sometimes i'm actually the person but sometimes it's like i'm a camera Right. looking at all of it happening so it's weird i have no idea what i'm just gonna throw it out what if, if 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 this was my dream this would be my desired what if what if the the person was the man was somebody waiting for him that was going to come back for that other person what if it's a spirit like trying to talk to you connect Ooh. with you through your dreams and that was in some way shape or form his life Oh, I just got chills. And then he was like talking to you. Maybe, dude. It was yeah. That I wanted totally somebody to be. know his story. Yeah, and the end of the dream when he was like, "Somebody's waiting for me." It totally felt like he was that soldier, and he never went back for her. Maybe she died during the war or something. Who knows? Maybe they get separated. Yeah, that's so cool. Wow. That's an amazing dream, <laughs> and I want to just now, like, feed you mugwort. <laughs> Do you write down your dreams often? No. Only if um, only if I wake up and it really sticks with me and it really, like, affected me in a way like that yeah. one did, I will write it down, but it's not very often. So I dream... Uh, I dream every night. Like I am a vivid, active dreamer. If I don't dream, uh, then I I'm either probably had too much to drink, or I will like, wonder what's wrong. Uh, and but recently, I've had some really vivid dreams that I don't normally like dream about that subject matter. And I've been wondering about getting a dream journal because I'm curious about the repetitive nature of some of the topics and things that like, maybe I don't remember it. And like, certainly like I'll have a really amazing dream. I'll wake up and then I'll go back to sleep. And then, you know, 9am the following morning, I don't remember all the details like I would if I wrote it down immediately. And so I've been kind of curious about for like maybe a month or so, keeping a dream journal to see if there's any sort of pattern to the topics, if there's any sort of pattern to the timing or even the, the feeling like, I, I don't sleep well. Uh, I tend to wake up between three and four in the morning and be awake for a couple hours. Right. And so I'm curious if like, if there's a particular type of dream that's happening before then that gives me a sense of like anxiety that keeps me up or like anything like that. It's possible, dude. And even if you don't remember the entire dream and only remember bits and pieces, I bet that you could find some common trends. In- yeah. And I tend to, if I have a really weird dream, look up on the internet, like I think a lot of people do, what's the meaning behind, you know, a dream of falling or a dream of flying or that sort of thing. Have you looked up at all, like, dreams of, like, burning houses or meteor showers? Never. No. No. I haven't. I haven't. And the reason why is because every time I find something that I want to look up about a dream, I get conflicting. um, Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. meanings. <laughs> that's, I was just going to say like, that's one of the reasons I think that I've 
I haven't done a lot of like deep dive into dream analysis. I'm fascinated by dreaming. I used to have reoccurring dreams as a child. And so I've always been interested in this, but it just, it does it, like, it never makes any sense. Like, for example, I had my first ever teeth falling out. dream. <gasps> Holy shit. <laughs> so, Those are awful, dude. Yeah. And it was a really like this is the catalyst for me wanting the the dream journal it was a really cool dream and it had nothing to do with my teeth and it was just like I just remember it being this awesome tense dream and then in it I remember like tonguing my molars and my molars were like the size of like cow molars in my mouth and I could like you know when you're a kid and you can like put your tongue under a like loose tooth and wiggle it around and feel yeah. the sharp edges so I could do that I could feel the teeth underneath growing through my gums but when I looked up because then I woke up and I was up for two hours. So when I looked up teeth in dreams, first of all, it depends on if you're losing a teeth, if your teeth fall out, if you chip a tooth, if your teeth shatter, they're all different. But the range of topics was loss, religion, stress, anxiety. That's kind of the same. Uh, changes in your life, depression, jealousy. You're literally grinding your teeth in your sleep or incoming poor health. And it felt like one of those like drug commercials on TV where they're like, this can cause anything, anything, anything could be possibly related to this. <laughs> <laughs> and they just give you a laundry list of things. I'm like, well, so how do I know, you know, did this actually mean anything or was it just really fucking weird? <laughs> you were saying you could feel like new like yeah new yeah yeah i could feel like in. you know like i just i don't know i can remember that sensation being a kid and i often am afraid my, my teeth will get loose and fall out but well yeah i mean that it is a terrifying thing but yeah, i've had a I, lot of teeth falling out dreams but i've never had a tooth falling out dream or like usually for me it's the entire mouth of oh, teeth falls out but i've never had one where i could feel teeth growing back yeah. i would look into that yeah this was like i could put my tongue i could like lift it up with my tongue from the inside and I could feel the new little like bump tooth thing coming in from underneath whoa yeah. that is so weird yeah. I mean I if I had it. to guess based on that laundry list of teeth things change seems prevalent unless yeah. you know I've got some sort of like health thing budding but I mean, I would say that, I that yeah, change definitely seems prevalent and especially with the new teeth growing in yeah yep so weird but I remember waking up being very excited. I had my first ever like <laughs> tooth dream. I did have like a dream where I like whistled through my teeth one time, but like that was different. It wasn't about the teeth. It was about the whistling noise. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to talk to people and every time I talked, the only thing that came out was like this whistling noise from my teeth. I don't know. It was weird. That is weird. Yeah. That is weird. What have you had for like recurring dreams? Uh, so I used to have two frequently reoccurring dreams and they sort of morph and change over time. I had two that I had when I was a child and I haven't had them since puberty more or less. Uh, the first one was very, uh, very simplistic. It was black and white and it's one of the few dreams that I remember being specifically black and white. Every other dream is generally in color. Mm -hmm. And this one, it felt like I was watching it through static so it felt like I was watching the entire thing happen and I was the person in the dream, but I was walking through like TV static. So everything was like sort of fuzzy and moving around, which I know isn't a thing that probably anyone under 25 is like, what is TV static? <laughs> but uh, yeah, this sort of like TV snow and I'm walking through this snow and I'm aware that I'm in a field and the field is full of 
uh, dandelions and I'm picking the dandelions and I'm not supposed to pick the dandelions, but I do. And then I can hear this giant chasing me and being really mad that I picked the dandelions. So I run and I find a giant log. And this is where the dream changed a little bit time to time. Sometimes I would run to the log and I would just be aware that the giant caught me. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes I would run to the log, climb over it and hide on the other side of it and like curl up down with like my knees drawn up to my chest. And I could hear the giant standing on the other side of the log being like, where'd she go kind of thing. And then I would wake up, but it was always the sense of like a, like a giant and like everything was in this sort of static and picking dandelions in the log. Those were like the central Points. Holy shit, dude. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was really scary, uh, especially as like a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And I remember trying to explain it to my mom one time and she like she did the you know normal, like it's just a dream, it's not real, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I was like, yeah, but it's not the first time this has happened. Yeah. And she was like, you, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> and super weird with the static. Yeah. Ooh. She said, let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we chatted last time about my mom's own history with dreams. So. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, like, holy shit. She was yeah. like, let's not talk about that. No. Like, it sounds to me like she has something to say about that. Maybe. <laughs> I think she was also just trying to get her kid to go back to sleep so she could go back Probably, to bed. Probably, yeah. Um, and then the other one was much more convoluted and uh and and vivid i guess it didn't make a lot of sense but i always started um uh, in my room uh as a child and i would it'd be nighttime and i would get up out of bed and i would walk um sort of my house had an l-shaped hallway so i'd have to walk down this little short hallway turn right to head to the bathroom and i would get to the top of the stairs which was in between and this is where it gets weird sitting at the top of the stairs was an old cat that my mom used to have named Sanjo who was sort of this creamy beige colored cat the first cat she ever got was alive when I was born but uh, was already like 14 or something like that didn't live terribly long into my childhood but I had this Sanjo was there and Kermit the frog was sitting on the top of the uh, post at the head of the stairs and they were singing. Oh, wow. And then Kermit was like, it's time to go. So Kermit and Sanju and I would go down the stairs, get into the car, which was a beige station wagon, like a Chrysler K car kind of thing <laughs> with my family. And I'd be in a kid's seat. So, uh, which was interesting because I don't ever remember having a child seat in the eighties, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we would drive to my aunt Marion's summer cottage on a lake. And this was one of my most favorite places to go because I could go swimming there. And, and you're with Kermit and Sanjo. Yeah. Kermit and Sanjo somewhere in the car ride disappeared, but they got <laughs> me to the car. Uh, and I don't remember anything about the car ride itself, but I remember getting into the car and then, um, and then getting like to the like cottage and the cottage was down uh, in real life. The cottage was down this like w sort of windy dirt driveway and down uh, like after going down this long dirt road. And so in the dream, we're going down this like windy driveway and the car hits a patch of quicksand and the car sinks and I'm able to get out of the car by like getting out of my car seat, climbing out the window, grabbing a vine and swinging to safety. But I can't save anyone else in the car and the car sinks into the quicksand and then I wake up Holy and I used shit. to have this like repeating dream, like 
very, very frequently to the point like I did tell my mom about that one as well. And it never frightened me, though. Like I never woke up crying or scared. I would just be like, oh, I had that again. And sometimes different details would stand out. Sometimes I'd be like obsessed with fiddling with the like seat buckle. I couldn't get the seat buckle undone. And so like I was trying to figure out, I think through this dream like how to save my family and never actually figured that out uh, but I did tell my mom about this and she then shared you know information about Sanjo with me and and the fact that you know I wasn't very old when uh, Sanjo went to Kitty Beyond and uh, and then she showed me pictures I was like yeah it's totally Sanjo because at first my mom was like uh, no you you were too young you couldn't possibly remember Sanjo right and I, very definitely same cat Wow. So, yeah. So. Oh, I thought that was going to be such a nice dream the way no, it started out. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't have I'm nice reoccurring about dreams. that now. <laughs> <laughs> like Kermit and the cat and you guys are singing and then everybody yeah. dies yep. in quicksand. Yep. Fuck, dude. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, and I actually was kind of sad when I stopped having that. When I realized it had been like over a year since I had that dream and I never really, you know, got a meaning from it, but it was almost familiar and comforting in that familiar way and then after that my reoccurring dreams were just like if I have a nightmare it tends to be about the same topics oh. and uh and that's upsetting in and of itself that just is be like can we not dream about zombies for once <laughs> I remember only one nightmare that I had when I was a kid oh really yeah just one just like, one and this is the only dream that I remember from my childhood Well, go on. Don't leave us hanging on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I really like this one Um, because, yes, it's a nightmare, but it's also like a little funny, too. Um, I remember and it was some incarnation of me, but I believe it was to be it was like an older me. Okay, I had to have been like, I would say probably between six and eight years old in the dream or when you had this dream. when I had this dream. Um so I was kidnapped by a couple oh. who took me to this big old mansion. And they were like, we're going to tell you a story. And then we're going to ask you a question about the story. <laughs> you had a dream about being kidnapped and a pop quiz. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible dream for a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they tell me the story. And I can't remember like the exact details of the story. But after they told me the story... They asked me the question, and the question was, name the disease that we said in the story. Oh. So I thought that I had said it back to them correctly in the dream. Right. But apparently I mispronounced it by just the slightest bit. So my punishment, because I didn't get the question right, was that they changed me to the grave of John F. Kennedy overnight. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> and and I was supposed to be left there to die. Right. So instead of dying, I turned into Beetlejuice. <laughs> that is a true child's dream. <laughs> <laughs> it, and then did you wake up? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I woke okay. up after I turned into Beetlejuice. <laughs> Wait, did, so it, like the weird like caterpillar version or the like... Singing, dancing, the singing, goblin man. The singing, dancing, <laughs> goblin man, yeah. <laughs> so it had to have been after, like, the movie came out. I don't even remember right. when that was. I have no idea. I don't either. 
Well, that was. Yeah. <laughs> that, I I hope that you have all enjoyed our uh, spooky spectacular of weird dreams. Um, I. I, again, find this really fascinating. And I'll let you all know if I do decide to do that dream journal so we can kind of keep track of, like, do I dream differently after smoking mugwort, which I do frequently now, like, you know, and uh, that sort of thing, different themes. Um, because, yeah, I just, I, I find dream theory and dream meanings fascinating and just the fact that we dream at all when we go to sleep and that nobody... Uh, be, that people are still researching like why this happens and why different people dream about different things in different ways but we all sort of collectively have these same types of dreams uh, the fear of, or dream of falling the f- dream of flying the dream about teeth uh, and so yeah I'm curious if you're listening and you have again you have a weird dream or you know a lot about dream theory maybe you are a dream interpreter uh, drop us a line. Interpret our dreams. Tell us what you know. Uh, you can reach us at 5C2PPod at Gmail, or you can send us a direct message on Instagram, which is also 5C2PPod. That is 5C2PPod. So, dude, I, the catnip actually made me feel something. I don't know how to describe it. I just feel like a little weird and happy, I guess. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It, I don't, I, I didn't get anything, but that's okay. Yeah. It, Engineer Dan apparently also, like, he feels really sleepy. Very tired. It's made him very tired. I don't know that I feel sleepy, but I feel like a little giddy. Oh. Uh, wow. That's but it, also three like, totally different reactions. Relaxed. Nice. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> Well, before we uh, wrap things up today, I wanted to drop a little clarification because if you have been listening along and if you want to, haven't been and you want to go back and listen to episode five, I reference a former feline friend of ours, Daphne, and I call her a true pussy. And I realized afterwards that that probably doesn't make a lot of sense to everyone. So I wanted to take just a second to define pussy uh, as it sort of like relates to me and the podcast and in general. Uh, I am not a big fan of the like derogative use of pussy as a word. Uh, I didn't even realize that that was like a derogative thing. I remember being a child and a teenager and somebody being like, oh, you're such a pussy. And I was like, why are they calling them a small cat? (laughs) (laughs) And, And it just didn't like it didn't connect with me at all that that was a term for vagina or you know a derogatory term um, towards men for being feminine uh, or somehow weak Mm -hmm. so uh, I I made a little list when we decided to call this five cats two pussies of things that relate to pussy to me and I'm hoping this will make sense in why Daphne was a true pussy Um, so for me a pussy is is punk and it's feminist and it's femme Uh, it's unapologetic it's sensitive and strong. It's giving. Uh, it also takes what it wants when it wants it. It's proud. It's unique. It's beautiful, even if it's ugly. It's mystical and sacred. Most importantly, it's ours. So it's something that belongs to each and every one of us. Whether you have an actual vagina or not, um, you can still be a pussy as long as there is something special that you hold true to you that makes you who you are, strong, defiant, uh, and take no shit. I love that, dude. 
like couldn't have said it better. Uh, and our very last uh, thing for the day, we had some listener feedback. Yay! Yay! Uh, and as promised, we will respond to our listener feedback. Yeah. So it's pronounced herb with an H. Kelly, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I say herb. Or herb. Herb, herb. Yeah. It, it depends on where, where you're from. Yes. I am Canadian, so I pronounce it with an H. Uh, but... Maybe we'll do a whole episode where I just say herb just for Kelly. We'll see. Do you, you think s- you'll be able to get through it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but thank you, Kelly, for your feedback. Um, we super appreciate it. And if you want to uh, send us your thoughts, feelings, or pronunciation corrections, I can shame you as well. <laughs> and you can reach us at 5C2Ppod at Gmail. That's it for today. As always, be kind. No Nazis, no pervs. Totally. Mm.